You're listening to Welcome back to the Secret Garden podcast. Whoops, I mean the That's Korean drama doing. podcast. <laughs> oh. I don't even know anymore. I don't know. What's, oh my god! I don't even know what to think anymore. But we're trying to cover. We just watched episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, this is and correct. I'm here. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. I'm Kim, and I have a mosquito bite. <gasps> oh, those are the. Is worst. that a metaphor? I wish it were, but it's just a real mosquito bite. Dang it. Oh. I don't know why I brought that up. It's like literally not relevant <laughs> at all, but I was just scratching you. Well, that means you've been outside, and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I need to take a walk after watching some of this stuff that's been happening. Ooh, oh my yeah. gosh. I, it's, someone in this someone in this certainly needs to take a walk. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself. No. But I, oh, we can never. <laughs> I got a lot to say. I just, I mean, maybe this is getting a little ahead of myself, but if I may, I just, I feel like this episode is an episode full of sick burns. Like, there are (laughs) just so many. Um, Mm. But we begin, of course, with Richie and his mom. His mom is meeting with um, Grunge Princess to try to, like, shoo her away from her son or whatever. Uh And Richie's like, we're temporary. Don't worry about it. And not only are we temporary, but mother, you should disapprove of this if it continues. Like he's like really hedging his bets, you know? Right. I do. I do have to say though, I love the mom's like genuinely horrified reactions mm-hmm. with her nostrils flaring. Like she really looks like. I, I mean, she does such a good job of portraying like how mortified she is. Yeah, she's a great face actor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny because it it seems like they're Richie and Grunger giving her what she wants, but she's still like not happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it like is. a next level of like just like putting someone down by giving them what they think they want. Yeah. It's like mind games. Yeah, which yeah. It brings it's, me to my first burn, um, which is from like Grunge it. Princess, who says to uh, Richie's mom, "To your son, I am a woman he can meet with for a short period of time, but to me, your son is someone I can't meet with for even a moment." I, I wrote like, that down too. Sick <laughs> burn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally, burn. I literally wrote down, oh shit, burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of, you know what though? It's like Grunge Princess is kind of taking a page from Richie Rich's book. Sure. It's, Truly. it's like she's kind of starting to become him in certain ways. It is mm-hmm. interesting to see. I, I, I do want to credit uh her from like learning from i guess i don't know if it's like fully from learning from the experience of being in richie's body and like having all of this like having all of these people just constantly catering to you and like 
um, asking you what they should be doing and that kind of thing. And how much of it is also her just like getting truly so fed up with Richie um, and being like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore, even though it keeps happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, and she says it after they leave. She's like, you know, you really hurt me by saying like you you were calling me temporary. Uh, but she also tells Richie to leave her alone, which is like maybe the millionth time she's told mm-hmm. him that, but mm-hmm. he does not listen. <laughs> That's not one of his strong suits. Um, it's not and- one of his sequin track suits. No, no, <laughs> no. It is not written Who? on the back of his vest and matching suit coat. Yeah, certainly not. No, he's not rock steady in his uh willpower there. Mm-mm. Yeah. But so Richie's like, he's in his car and he's trying to like follow grunge. He's like, get in. You're far. There's no buses here. Why are there no buses here? But whatever. Get in my car. I'll drive you home. And grunge is like, fine, but only if I drive. And then she does that little game where she like drives ahead. It was so funny. Yeah. I think that happened at least no less than four times. (laughs) It's like you think he would learn like the second time, but no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again. She yeah. does it quite a bit, and she's like, see, you don't like getting played with either. That's how I feel. Point and I was taken. like, I don't know. Emotional manipulation is so much more than yeah, a car game. True. Than just a car game. But mm. it is it is like a fun, it is a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, no shade. Mm. Have your fun, girl. Have your fun. You yeah. deserve it. This yeah. guy is... Uh, emotionally abusive to you and you deserve to to have your car fun. Yeah. But here's where, I mean, maybe it's good that we're starting to get into their like real wants and desires because Grunge says she was attracted to him Um, and Richie defends like saying she was temporary by saying he only agreed with his mom to like not make her mad and like get her off their backs or whatever. Um, Which... right. I also got very confused at this point because it sounded to me like they were trying to argue about like that they are both trying to get into a relationship. But like that's so opposite of what is like the rest of the things that's happening, because like it it, it just like doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like. It's confusing when there's that moment where at the cafe, am I getting ahead of myself here? A little bit, but go for it. Oh, sorry. Let's, yeah. No, go off. Go off. Let's hear it. Let's right. hear it. You know, I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself and then I'll pull back. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, well, the only thing that I was going to say in between then and now is that they do that weird breakup montage and I mm-hmm. it, it like goes together that I was like, why is there a breakup montage when they are not in a fucking relationship? Like, why are we <laughs> flashing back to all of these previous moments of like, I guess, sexual tension between these two people who like don't like each other, definitely don't respect each other but also can't get enough of each other. Like, what the hell kind of a message is this? Hmm. I mean, for the most part, I feel like we we mainly see Richie Rich's perspective. We never, it's never quite as clear with Grunge Princess's perspective, mm-hmm. how she feels about Richie. Um, although we get hints of it, but I feel like it really focuses largely around Richie's POV. Yeah, um, that and is then, a good point. Yeah, and then it's what's ridiculous also is that in the cafe, uh, when they're, you know, after that montage, that little breakup montage, it's like, hold up. Richie Rich is surprised that to hear that Grunge Princess was actually interested in him. And he has to confirm this, reconfirm this by asking, like, 
I'm speechless. Like you had <laughs> no idea. So then that, that just makes him even more of like a weird psychopath. It's like, oh my God. Communication. This is Communication is key. I want to go back to your previous point though, Steve, because that was I do I do think that's a really good point that we do see evidence of like Richie introspectively being like uh, why can't I stop thinking about grunge princess and like, oh, I know that she's not the kind of girl that I want to be with, but like she's so captivating to me. And we don't ever see that from grunge's perspective. Um, we just see from her perspective, like he's so annoying and like not we don't ever see like glimmers of like, oh, her that was thoughts. so. Yeah, 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 that's a really good that's a really good point. And I think that from a storytelling perspective, that's makes it more confusing for us. Mm-hmm. watching to yeah. know what she thinks. Mm. Yeah. Something but to at, look out for. Yeah. And at the end of the cafe scene, he puts cream on his lips, like in reference to that kissing thing earlier. He says like, it's to make her laugh. weird yeah. kissing thing. You know, Richie, your, your romantic cues are a little off. Um, <laughs> That's like a move that someone like a, some dude who doesn't know any better would read in like a pickup artist book mm. or something like that. It's like a strategy. Right. Yeah. Like, this is what I, I thought was, this is supposed to work. How come and, it's not working? And <laughs> I think that like him being like, I was doing this to make you laugh. I think that that would be effective if there was a context for that before and not just that it had happened to her. And then he took that opportunity to kiss her for no reason. Right. Which was like super weird. Like, Which she it, would, it didn't look like she liked either when he no. did it. So it's like, Ugh. Mm. <laughs> it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. And but yet she, she's still around. Yeah. But she keeps she keeps at least verbally saying, I don't like go away. Stop following me. And now she's like, look, I like you or whatever, but I'm we can't be together and it's better for us in the long run. So like find an impressive woman or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh impress your mom or whatever. Uh and that's when John Mayer calls. And Kim, I don't know if you got excited that we got a little insight to his hair routine. I did. I wrote I literally <laughs> I wrote down John Mayer and curlers. <laughs> I was really excited. And I really like this scene, but I don't want to get ahead of You know what? Let's do it. Okay. Go it's off. Okay. Get ahead well, of the I, I just you like know, really I this it's is I mean, turn. this is not relevant at all to the storyline, but I just really liked when he was like talking to his hairstylist and he was like you know, I saw an Ajima that had the same hair, uh, the same hairstyle. And what do you think about that? And she was like, oh, uh, I guess she also comes here to the same <laughs> hair salon. And he was like, yeah, but like, do you think that I, a pop star, should be having the same hairstyle as an Ajima? Well, he's like sitting there and he's got his perm curlers in. What is an uh, Ajima? It's like an, uh, like an old lady, like a lady, mm. like a middle aged lady generally. Right, you know. but this this does. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this does come back um, the term Ajima because mm. it is is used it is used later. So I wanted to ask a, a Ajima specific question as well. Yeah, but, I mean, yes, this phone call is relatively short. John Mayer is just admonishing Richie for his bad romantic cues, which are very obviously bad, as we have said. And um, John Mayer, with his uh, great emotional intelligence, snaps for John Mayer. <laughs> Says you can't just pick how you feel about someone like you pick a soda in a vending machine. Yes. Because Richie's like, I didn't, I tried really hard not to fall for her or whatever. Yes. But John Mayer sees through you, Richie. 
is mm-hmm. a person's feeling some kind of vending machine that you could pick a soda to drink just because you want it. Mm. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. So, it's a really good analogy, though. It is. And I, almost, I, don't know I was trying to figure out, because if this is the episode of Burns, that moment from John Mayer was like a cooling, like, like a cooling gel, you know, it was like very like introspective and and mm. kind, I would say. <laughs> and, and and kind of deep. It's like you can't look at this the way you would do a business transaction. You need to look at people in a much more human, holistic way, I guess, you know? Yeah, people are not a business transaction. No. Mm. But I do think that is really insightful because part of it, what seems to me to be Richie's whole problem is that He's like, she won't like me back. Why won't she like me back? I always get everything I want. And Oscar's trying to tell him like, hey man, you, like you can't just get what you want because you want it. Right. Makes sense. Right. You can't control your feelings. Just feel, my dude. Just mm. feel. Just feel. Mm-hmm. Very perceptive for a rich guy. Rich, mm-hmm. rich. Uh, I'm telling you. Oscar, he doesn't have it all together all the time, but sometimes he really, mm-hmm. you know, really a broken it. clock is right twice a day. And <laughs> that so is true. Is John I love that saying. <laughs> and so, he is. And also he's a songwriter. So or mm-hmm. maybe he's not even a songwriter. Maybe he's just a singer. Um, but you have but, to be like in touch with your emotions. Right. You do singer. have to be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he is like uh, he's very poetic in that way. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that call, John Mayer discovers an article about the artist he plagiarized, which is, of course, Bernie Sanders. Right. Which I, the hill I'm dying on is that that timeline doesn't make sense, but I'll put it aside <laughs> for now. Um, <laughs> Bernie and John Mayer get coffee, and who interrupts but Blazers? Oh my gosh. I forgot that she was Bernie's manager now, mm-hmm. that she like personally paid to be his manager. Well, I think almost, right? Because she says that she released the article as like kind of the uh, hint into the power that right, she can right, bring. Right, right, right. And she presents him with the contract, which he's like, right, I'll sign right, this right, once right. I read it, which is good business practice. Mm-hmm. Read your contracts. Read your contracts. Mm-hmm. And then maybe this is where Ajuma comes up again because I just wrote yes. down who mm-hmm. is she because uh, I didn't know who she was. Uh, yes. So I, this was my question for Steve was because mm-hmm. my understanding too is that an Ajuma is an older woman, um, like a middle aged woman. Um, I frequently think of um, women with perms and with visors and a, a, a puffer vest. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, Bernie is calling Blazers Ajima in this scene, and she's, like, getting mad about it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I didn't know if, like, he was trying to uh, undermine her by, like, referring to her. Kind of, like, calling somebody ma'am. Like, a, a way to, like, exactly. try to, like, mm. make them mad. Yeah. Like, he's doing what, like, a young person, like, you know, if if, uh, if a little, like, a seven-year-old were to, like, look at you and be like, hey, like old lady or whatever it's kind of like you know kind of calling out how old she is compared to him mm. i guess and kind of like portraying him at the same time as this kind of like fresh young buck who's just you know Mm-mm. not not down to like um pander to the elders or whatever Mm-mm. yeah he's like he's yeah. kind of establishing 
you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm a maverick. You can't, you can't be the boss of me, even though he's about to sign for her to be the boss of him. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you might have financial control, but I have control of my mind. (laughs) That's true. I mean, he is constantly playing like, uh, he, he is playing mind games, even though he's like, cause he's even with John Mayer, he's like a very, um, I can't think of what the word is, but he's very indirect. Like it's like he's, he's doing like riddles. He's doing riddles yeah. all the time, like a he fucking teases. Like yeah. Like when I when they were arguing about when Bernie's you know talking to John Mayer and like, hey, you never asked me, and then they had the little montage. But I'm like, dude, but you totally just like danced around it instead of just coming out with the information, you know? Right. Like instead that of saying, hey, song. I wrote this. I wrote this song. He goes, maybe you should find the artist. Hmm. It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. once again communication. Yes, it's communication. very important. Yes, very important. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, ninety percent of K dramas would probably be solved with <laughs> just normal, healthy communication. Sure, sure. But we can't. We couldn't. We, <laughs> we couldn't. Could not. Be no. a how would, episode? Basically. How would the Korean people remain entertained mm. for twenty hours? No, <laughs> they must yell. They mm. must. Uh, you know, neck. Those are the two things that must happen. And they mm-hmm. must switch bodies. And they must. Mm-hmm. But only for like a quick second. Right. Make it the premise, but only for two episodes. Yeah, it's, not, it's really <laughs> not the vehicle at all. It's yeah. just a, it's like a side sideshow kind of thing. I forgot yeah. that I was also watching to to see if they switch bodies again, but mm-hmm. I completely forgot that that was even part of it. <laughs> it I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, it really isn't. Yeah. Um. But speaking of communications. Blazers won't confirm or deny whether or not we released the she released the song, which we know she didn't. But John Mayer is still suspicious of her um, because she says it doesn't matter what she says. John Mayer won't believe her. And then here comes the second burn of the episode where John Mayer says he wished he'd known that she was like this at his their breakup because then he would have felt better. That's how like bad of a person she is. I'm Damn. like, oh, oh, he says. You're you're like like the worst thorn of my life or something like that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a yeah, exactly. You're right, Kathy. It's communication. Cause mm-hmm. they both wanna get back together. And the reason that they're not even together in the first place is because there was so much like back back backwards and like behind the back lying. Mm-hmm. From golf bro. I- yeah, we still don't know that guy's name. We don't know the context for that guy. Yeah. <sighs> well, John Mayer's mom calls him, who legit in this episode looks like Asian Kristen Chenoweth, like so so much. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you got to oh, look God. up Kristen Chenoweth I, and then I, I, imagine oh, her yeah. Asian because this is this woman truly um, incredible and factual. Yeah. <laughs> But she she's basically saying, like, find a nice woman. Why aren't you married yet? And then John Mayer, because he has not dug in this uh, needle into the wound enough yet, says, I'll try to find a good woman as Blazers is walking by. Yes. And I, I found that moment to be funny because there's no way that, like, she would understand the context of what he's <laughs> talking about. But I just because, like, just because of the world of the Korean drama, it, like, hits, like, mm-hmm. so deep. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you walk past somebody having a conversation on the phone, you wouldn't know that they're talking about you. That's true. I just, you're right. Kristen Ten- Chenoweth is exactly it. Ah, did you look her up? I just looked her up. Was she in Glee? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very much <laughs> the exactly same vibe. It. Well, Asian Christian Chenoweth is with Park <laughs> the Narc in his office, and she is ready to scheme. All right. She's like this took real math on my my end to figure out what was going on. Yeah, it's like legit Game of Thrones, like scheming against family members for your own uh-huh. clan. But she's basically like, look, Park the Narc, I know you want to be president. You don't like Richie. That's fine. Let's work together to get Richie out of office. And then you can be president, Park the Narc. And then John Mayer, who's getting old and like aging out of being a pop star, can be the vice president. Yeah, so he doesn't have to sing so much. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. it's, it, first of all, his singing is not like an age specific thing. Mm-mm. And second of all, it seems like he genuinely enjoys singing and making music. So, you know, just like let him live. Yeah, he's doing fine. Stop micromanaging. Yeah, he still has like a group of a, a posse or whatever, not a posse. Um, fans his fans just following him around you know yeah. he's so fine i i do love that moment that line that he says where he's like well i'm the kind of guy that says if there's no way then oh well <laughs> 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 which i don't know if that's true but it's a funny mm-hmm. thing to say though yeah if the writers really no, took a lunch break on his scene if there's like, no way then oh well, oh well. yeah that he's seems like the opposite be- yeah He's working day and night to like scheme and and take the throne of this department store. Yeah, because if he's he's like if there's if there isn't a way, then I'll just manufacture a way and start practicing my boss's signature all the time like a crazy person. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think part of it, too, is he's being coy because he doesn't want her to know how much Mm -hmm. he wants it. Right. Um, But it is very silly. And then after that, we have another installment of Reading Rainbow. Richie and Grunge are both reading <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. I can't not wait to cute. see how that weaves in. Right? It, it hasn't. I, In my opinion, it hasn't yet. This is like the, the Alice in Wonderland, and it feels similar to like the Little Mermaid thing. Ugh, that's like, What does it mean? What is this? I didn't even know there was an Alice in Wonderland like book to read. Oh, yeah. Alice's mm. Adventures in Wonderland. Wait, oh my gosh, can I go back really quick? Yes. Okay, there's just, there was a montage, yet another montage. So and many. in part of the montage, here comes, da-da-da-da! Hottie! 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 He was sitting alone, <laughs> watching down footage of Grunge Princess from the film that they did, watching down footage on this tiny mm-hmm. camcorder mm. screen in the dark, <laughs> like a fucking cream. And how do you how'd you get a hold of that footage? Can you imagine getting footage how, from and a, then putting it on like a mini DV mm. tape and putting it in your camcorder from you know 1994? No, that's way too. That's that's way too far back. But you but, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, it's he went through so much work to watch it on the tiny, tiny screen. To watch it on the tiny screen, and it is. Uh, Were it the really... lights off in his office? Was he in the dark? I don't he know. Might he... Not have, he might not have been in the complete dark, <laughs> okay. but he was definitely not in like. Uh, 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 it was. It, there was a creepy vibe. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but there was like a. It's a very strange vibe, and I and I was like, if we put other music underneath this, this is a scene from a movie where Hottie goes and like captures and 
dismembers grunge princess. Everyone's a serial killer. I Everyone's relate. a serial killer, and then he yeah. takes her bones and he puts them in a pantyhose mm-hmm. and keeps them. Alive. Which, speaking oh my of, God. we see her in the locker room again, but yes. we do not see the pantyhose of bones. Where I was hoping are for that. The bones? I was like, yes, the locker. Where are the bones? Um, show us the we, bones. Where, uh, show us the bones. <sighs> Maybe she was like, "Oh man, the bones are too obvious. Everybody's gonna know these are my dad's. I have to put them away." <laughs> oh my God! I just had. I had. A, I have a prediction. Oh, okay. Mm. The bones will be found in the secret garden. Mm. Maybe. How? Which is to say <laughs> that we might never find them. Because right. if we don't find the secret garden, we're not going to find the bones. We're already 11 hours in, y'all. There, I have, and, and every episode, I have yet only more questions, fewer mm. answers. It, it, it's like, uh, okay, we know. Grunge Princess's dad was a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And the assumption is that he died in the line of duty. That's mm-hmm. the assumption. In a horrible fire. And then mm-hmm. she, Grunge Princess, was able to collect some bones from that wreckage. <laughs> and that's what it is. Is that what it is? Is and that then what in we're a leading to? Moment of panic, did not know what to do with them. So I can Just only imagine took off her pantyhose and then stuffed them in the pantyhose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It all checks out to me. <laughs> that it seems like sense. less crazy than everything else we've we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is true that that's not even the craziest thing that we've no. seen. Oh my god! Well, we flash back a little bit to her dad speaking of him, and he bought her a stuffed animal, and that's all that happens in the flashback. And I'm like, cool, thanks for this <laughs> yeah. secret garden for this very important <laughs> <laughs> piece of exposition. Uh, and then, but we find out also that Dark Blood in real, uh, in current times, Dark Blood wants to see a demo of Grunge Princess, and Grunge Princess goes to Hottie to thank him for his help and invites him out to celebrate. But Hottie basically says he's busy forever. Oh, yeah, call me February thirtieth. We'll do it then. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts mm-hmm. me to watch it, even though I did just say that he definitely looked like a serial killer in the last scene. Like that was just like my temporary opinion. Obviously, yeah. I'm always Team Hottie. Hashtag Team Hottie. Hashtag Team Hashtag Hottie. Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it like, oh my gosh! It it was so painful to watch this. It was just like. Oh, and I was just like, she doesn't know. She doesn't mm-hmm. fucking know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, well, I'm swearing. Thankfully, a lot though, he does reveal like what Richie Rich said to him in her in Grunge Princess's body, which was, mm-hmm. you know, don't ever, what was it? <laughs> don't ever mention like our relationship thing ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, you told me that you didn't want, uh, you didn't want me to ever like speak about this again. So I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing it. Which, which is you odd are doing. He, which he is doing. Yeah, he's breaking yeah. the rule that he <laughs> was threatened with. But to be fair to him, he thinks that she should know that. And like he's in his mind, he's like, I'm just reminding you of this rule that you made. True. So don't be mad at me, which fair is enough. fair. Yeah, right. Don't be a crazy person and be like all of a sudden wanting to hang out with me when you told me this before. Right. Makes sense. Right. Because it would feel incredibly manipulative and hurtful if yes. you had if someone told you like, Hey, I don't want to hang out with you uh, because I know that you like me and never talk to me about that again. But then it's like, oh, my gosh, I want to take you out because I'm so happy. Like, mm-hmm. right. that would be no good. He's like, right. I'm trying to move on. Can you also I'm respecting your feelings, but can you also respect mine? Mm. Oof. Fair enough. Yeah, very fair. Hottie is 
anything but fair or every uh, hottie's fair is what i mean he's everything <laughs> look at me i'm so mean. flustered yes <laughs> <laughs> um so we cut to richie rich after that too soon i should say more hottie please um less richie rich more hottie yes uh but richie has helped the maids put up a christmas tree and apparently because he helped they were able to finish early and they can go home which is nice uh, Which and he took had, all day, by the way. Yeah, to put like up literally, a few yeah. lights like yeah, tree. dark. It was they were still doing it, and so like if they were going to be doing it without him, because the, they were like, yeah, like you said, they were like, we were able to finish early, and then they were very awkward, and then they all just left. But like, how late were they going to be there if he hadn't helped? And as also, I can't imagine he was really doing that much. No. They were probably just being nice to him. They're like, please give us a Christmas bonus. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he imagines Grunge Princess next to him looking at the tree and tells him, tells Grunge Princess that Richie Rich did the tree for Grunge Princess, um, who only likes things he hates, uh, which, okay, fine. And also he says this like crazy thing that Santa won't give gifts to Grunge Princess because she cried over him, which like, what does that mean? I I don't know. I don't know. But he also said something about how if she wears the like Oscar socks, then Santa won't come. Mm. Just like it, in Korea, Santa has very strict guidelines. Um, mm. You have to get straight A's and you have to do all your extracurriculars. You have to eat every grain of rice. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where all these rules for Santa came from. All yeah. Of a <laughs> wow. Also, how but, do you know, Richie? Mm. How do you know what Santa's know. thinking? He's mm. so manipulative. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting they did this time was Grun- he's imagining Grunge Princess next to him. And then Grunge Princess actually comes to him to confront him over the hottie situation. And have we ever established that she got her motorcycle back? Because we haven't mm. seen it since uh, he threw the keys into the lake. So, like, did she walk? Yeah, how I feel did like she we get did there? see it. Wait, I oh, because just... he had it, right? Richie, when Grunge Princess was in Richie's body, mm-hmm. Richie yeah. drove the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, when they switched bodies. Oh, I must I just I just assume she just takes a bus or a taxi to his place. Yeah. And the staff, they already know her, so they're like, whatever, it's that girl again. <laughs> yeah. Not like the security guard's going to stop them. Remember? It's not like the security guards do one thing in this yeah. world. <laughs> um, but Richie confesses. He's like, yes, I did that. Um, which makes Grunge Princess even more annoyed because he has destroyed her mentor relationship with Hottie. Um, and she threatens to go out with Hottie just to make Richie mad. Um, but that's also like, don't do that to Hottie, Grunge. Yeah, Come she on. also says something. Uh, speaking of sick burns, this was again Ooh. like I I hate to see I hate to see Hottie get hurt. But um, she said, truly the number one most friend zone thing that I've ever heard of, which is this isn't an exact quote, but she she said something to the effect of that she sees Hottie as a parent, or at least that's what the subtitle said. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> how could you? Uh, I was like, this is Hottie. a new this is a new level of friend zone. Mm. Not only do you not like not only are you like, oh, I only see you as a friend. Not only are you like, oh, you're my brother. Like, it's like you're my parent. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm sorry. French has crossed the line. That's not OK. And that's the, this is the one and only time I've been offended by her so far. Mm-hmm. I, that was truly such an egregious overstep. Yes. And then there's like a very, I don't know if this is the moment you guys are talking about, but a very uncomfortable kiss. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I just wrote no with like yeah. a thousand O's. Very rapey. Yeah. Like, Definitely inappropriate. Almost harkens to the time. Remember when she was like, she went in the lake and he's like, well, now you got a shower. And he was like pulling her in his home to shower. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah. What is this going to be? You know, like, oh, mm. uh. And there's then, just and there's no there's no indication there's absolutely none indication that this is a a, a consensual no kiss. he's like very forceful and he basically is like don't use another man to hurt me like threatens her like that it's so scary it's yeah very it is genuinely scary mm-hmm. oh man this was 2010 this was 10 years ago. Oof. I think it's even too much for 2010. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the writers are really trying to like get a reaction out of the viewers or something. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess it is a Korean drama, but oh my God. I would love to hear from uh, the actors if they were to rewatch it. Like, what do you think? What yeah. Do you think, about do you think this is okay? And if not, do you I have some articles okay? to point you to, you know? Like, yeah. Ugh. Uh, well, later, John Mayer advises Grunge Princess to reject Richie Rich, and she's like, Girl, I've tried. (laughs) He is not leaving. Like, help me. Someone help me. SOS. Like, what more could I say? (sighs) And Oh, sorry. This is at the same time. But John Mayer takes her home and tells Richie to reflect on his actions, which like, please, Richie, reflect. (sighs) Later, Grunge Princess is helping John Mayer gear up for some rock climbing. Uh, I got to say, it is it is a nice relief when John Mayer just suddenly shows up on the steps in Richie Rich's apartment to like kind of like de-escalate and then like kind of like chide and and like punish richie rich but you know kind of like make it lighthearted. it's like oh thank god take her away please yeah like yeah. get her out of there oh. get her out of there By any means necessary oh my mm-hmm. god but then what happens right next to the very next scene and the rock climbing thing oh uh, yeah this is also <laughs> no Wait, before we do that, can I just do another, like, it's not even a bird. It's like an upload. I don't even know what it is, but um, Grunge Princess is telling John Mayer not to look down and, as he's rock climbing um, because it's scarier. And John Mayer says, I'm at the pinnacle of everything. I always look down, which I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking I down is that. habitual to me now. It yeah. was incredible. Uh, Feeling good about himself, him. huh? Yeah. Man, uh, who wouldn't? And what an optimist. Yes. He's incredible. Uh, so while they're rock climbing, Grunge Princess forgets her chalk or whatever. And John Mayer's like, use my chalk. It's on my hip. And she fully grabs his butt. Oops. Yeah. Like, just like Oopsies. a nice meaty grab. Just like, <laughs> that's how I grab chalk with my fingers. With my whole. Yeah, my whole palm. Yeah. Very cartoony. Oh, my God. But he's not bothered. He says, try the other cheek. Do yeah. them both. He, Got a balance. He, he needs a it biblical reference. <laughs> It doesn't seem like she wants to do that. Oh, there's a biblical reference I didn't even get. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Wait, well, I'm the kind of yeah. He was making some sort of like thing about like, well, I also turned my other cheek, like, but literal cheek. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. And, and little... Grunge Princess is like very embarrassed, and she does her like, I don't know, embarrassed look. And John Mayer recognizes this look from when Grunge Princess was in Richie's body in the spa. So maybe mm. he's close to finding out they body switched. I'm still rooting for him to be the one to put it all together. Yeah. I, would love I am that. a stan. Yes. As they say. Well, what, what did we bet last time? That I think I said that um, I think Hadi will find out, but he's just not going to say anything. Mm. 
Yeah, I think you guys both thought Hottie would figure it out first. And I said that I think that Oscar will figure it out first. Not because I necessarily like him more than Hottie. Hottie, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, you're always my number one. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I like to see I like to see John Mayer succeed because he's I do. I I do favor John Mayer right now at this point in the game. uh, Richie Rich is, is somewhere out in the distance. I'm still um, I'm yeah. still number one hottie, but gotta say Secretary Kim is not out of the game yet. Yeah, and it would it would make a lot of sense for um because it seems like he's uh it seems like he's Richie's assistant mm-hmm. or like the equivalent of an assistant, and it would make a lot of sense for the assistant to be the one to like pick up quickest yeah. of like mm. something is wrong here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And so what it does seem like they're making it a race of like who's gonna find it out or figure things out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of Secretary Kim, Richie, he's helping Richie plan the VVIP party and he wants to cut the invite list from 470 VVIPs who remember pay something like what was it like 10 grand a month? It's something they crazy. Ha- they have to spend I think that much oh, at the mall. That's so much money, but he wants it's to cut down the party from 470 people to 47 people to I guess teach them to spend more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Pre- when Diva comes in to ask about John Mayer. Yeah. Just when you thought that she was uh, long gone, <laughs> yeah. news, she makes a comeback. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, who's Diva? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. The woman. Who- uh, Cheren, right? Yes. Cheren, yep. Yep. The lead yes. actress, Diva. Yeah. Right. Back from episode one and other ones. Uh, mostly just that one. <laughs> yes. Mostly yeah. just that one. Um, But. Uh, I guess Richie has been expecting her. He tells her she should have come earlier. And that's where we leave it on that cliffhanger. Um, after the rock climbing, Grunge Princess wants to extend John Mayer's training. And he's like, very. she's very happy to know him as a real person rather than as a fan, which I think is very sweet. Uh, he brings up the bet from Jeju Island again, which... Mm. We I, never... Finally, we get to yes, find out. Because we all forgot, right? I don't remember yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, well, I don't think they, I don't think they ever spelled it out clearly. No, the only thing that I remember that was clear is that I think Grunge Princess was like, "I get to do the movie if I if I win." Yes, but then instead right. she got detoured into a weird uh, witch, mystic garden. Yeah, witch mystic garden, not a secret garden, not secret, not a secret garden. You guys, mm. secret garden writers, you guys are not gonna trick mm. us with this. No, we're not no, falling no. for it, and we're not. That's not enough. That's not enough. Mm-mm. Um, but I guess John Mayer says he won grunge in the bet. That was his winning because he won the race technically. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's when Diva interrupts this lunch and reveals that the scandalous sex pics or whatever, the pictures of them having sex were all a joke. They don't exist. Uh, and John Mayer says they can, she could eat with them, but she has to eat at another table. Yeah. <laughs> she he's like it said something like did you eat oh okay oh no okay yeah then you eat at that table over there yeah <laughs> which is it reminds me of when um i uh i think it was blazers with and richie and blazers was like oh i'm not doing anything right now and uh richie was like i'm not doing anything right now either okay see you later <laughs> <laughs> have fun not doing anything yeah, yeah. yeah. they are cousins after all <laughs> yes yeah uh, so we cut from that to Blazers, who's brooding over uh the John Mayer autograph she had just received. 
we flash back oh to Golf God. Bro. Who is Golf Bro? Who is this guy? What is it? Why is he here to sabotage this relationship? And like, I got to say, like, oftentimes when I'm watching stuff, I do appreciate when um, when when characters are just kind of seamlessly folded in and then you find out later. But like, we've seen him enough times and we don't have a context for who he is and why he's being so vindictive. So I have more questions. Yes. And I have questions about that little test that for some reason Blazers agrees to with Golf Bro. Um, so the question is, Golf Bro sets up Oscar to, 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 to try to like get him to say horrible things about Blazers, right? Mm -hmm. He, he's saying stuff like, oh, Blazers, she's a hoe. She's been around. Like, I wonder, is Blazers not upset with Golf Bro saying that? Or is that part, there's, there's some truth to that. I don't, why does she trust golf, bro? Yeah. And also, like. It's a very strange test. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, so you're going to make, make shit up about me just to get my boyfriend to, you know, I don't know, like, squeeze out some sort of weird um, twisted confession? Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's just so, it only raises more questions to me. Yeah. And even if it is, even if it is true about her, it's unkind to slut shame people. Yeah. Just let her live her life. Yeah, let yeah. her do her. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Not your business, golf no. bro. But it could be your business if we had more understanding of why you are so invested in the yes. situation. Are you her for former lover, perhaps? Are you her right. brother? Are you her parent? I like truly do not know. It could be any Are of you these. her parent? <laughs> do you feel like her parent? <laughs> like what? What is has she friend zoned you on a parent level? Yeah. <laughs> mm, he's he's hurt. He's eternally hurt from that. He's eternally mm -hmm. hurt. Uh, meanwhile, <sighs> Richie Rich's mom and Asian Christian Chenoweth, which of course is her sister, <laughs> yes, is yeah. hanging out in a spa together. Um, and we find out from this conversation that Richie has memory loss. Right. That was a big one. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. But they don't spend that much time on it. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a thing we all know. And it's like, wait, what? what? We spent like five minutes on Grinch Princess's dad giving her a stuffed animal. And we spent one line on Richie has memory loss. Yeah. I mean, like, again, it's the kind of thing that's like, OK, in the context of like, if this was a real conversation between aunt and the sister, like, or the, the mom and, the, and her and her sister, like, yes, they're just going to acknowledge it quickly. But, like, we don't know that. Mm -hmm. There's so much for us not to know. Yes, we are watching. Tell us. So it's not just some sort of uh, claustrophobia and hallucination problem. He's also got, like, an amnesia problem. Right, because remember John Mayer once said he had an accident, so it's possible that maybe he hit his head and thereby lost some memory problems. So perhaps that's like not even related to the claustrophobia. Oh, no. He's got, he's got a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even remember John Mayer saying that he had had an accident. It was a very throwaway line. And again, writers, we need a little more context. Like, we just need a little bit, like a little bit more mm -hmm. indication that we need to be paying more attention. And if I may, writers, please communicate with us because honestly, we like the communication is so important and we are not getting it. Like, come we're on. We're not getting it. And honestly, like this, this podcast could be a lot shorter too if we, if you would just communicate <laughs> yeah. with us. Yes. So call into the show. Yes, please. <laughs> Well, Blazers comes into the spa and she's complaining. She's venting to her friend about Richie, but 
unbeknownst to her, Richie Rich's mom and Asian Kristen Chenoweth is eavesdropping. Um, Which obviously they would be because the the hot tub they're in is or the bath that they're in is not big and they're the only people in there. I like that little cartoony teleport move that that happens where like, you know, oh, Oh, my God, you're right next to us. Oh, my God. Like, I'm wondering, do you think Blazers planned it? I'm led to believe that she was being she was she she planned that she planted this misinformation mm. to be spread. So it's like mm. an a, a, an actor pretending to be a lay person pretending mm. to be an actor acting. Yeah, because the mm. mom is really like stoked and she's like, no, 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 girl, let's have tea. You don't have to give up on my son. Um, and Blazers during the tea session speaks well of Grunge Princess, which is really nice. Like women helping other women. Let's do that. Uh, but her friend afterwards says it was acting. Mm-hmm. So I guess she didn't mean any of it. Um, mm. Which is also weird when you think about Asian Christian Chenoweth being John Mayer's mom. You know, so like John Mayer's mom is seeing all this and like it feels like that's who her real target is. But I don't know. Right, because Blazers also didn't realize somehow that... Uh, Asian Kristen Chenoweth was John Mayer's mom. Mm-hmm. Right. But but if but if what you guys are saying is true that she like organized this whole thing on purpose, then that makes more sense because I was also confused because she comes into the spa being like, they're so rich and they even own spas like this one or something mm-hmm. like that. And so like because the family is so famous, I can't think of like really an equivalent family uh in the US, but like you would you would likely know who the parents are like it, because this family is so famous that mm-hmm. you would likely like know them yeah true i'm surprised that blazers just didn't realize john mayer oscar's mom was there too which is well, like well that's what i'm saying like it, at least if you they were on the level where they were like dating and he was proposing yeah, oh right how does yeah, she, yeah. How does she not know about who her son is about to propose to? Yeah. Right. Because especially considering that Richie's mom is already so involved in his life uh, when he's not even actually dating anybody. Mm. And because they are such a rich family, you would guess that like the, the parents are, are, are really doing a lot of reconnaissance. I don't know. A little yeah. gap there. Yeah. Well, Writers, you can solve this yes, really quick. Please. Please. Shave off you know. minutes of our podcast episodes by just telling us what's going on. Just text us yeah. or something. So we leave in that confusion. Secretary Kim is on a date with Grunge Princess's roommate. Um, she's being a little cold because, again, she thinks Richie Rich is into her, which girl he is not. Um, but speaking of, Richie Rich calls Secretary Kim. And Secretary Kim accidentally yells at him and then does this very hilarious thing where he pretends that the phone is cutting out. Um, He does that like, I can't hear you. Sorry. (laughs) Like, it's not good, but it's very cute. Uh, But Richie basically invites them both to dinner and tells the roommate to bring her closest friend. Yeah, her best friend. Mm -hmm. But spoiler alert, it's not Grunge Princess. Which is so funny. Yeah. And why was uh, Richie back wearing a suit with highlighters? Yes, yes, the highlighter 
throwback. <laughs> Why? But like before, before it. it was like more of like a casual, like I'm like, I'm like a contemporary like guy. Mm-hmm. And this time it was like a, a legitimately like regular suit, like a formal suit. And then he still had the highlighters in it. it made it I, I think, perfect. I think the highlighters are sewn into the suit. They're actually just part of the suit. You, they're not Ugh. actual pens that you can take out. They're like cut off it's at the part half. of the thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh man, I remember even worse. Sometimes yeah, when I was a kid, I got these like shirts from Korea and they would have these like pins and things and accessories on it. And it's like, they're not real pins. They're like kind of like, they're like fused into the shirt no. or the sweater. Oh, it's like a no. Big prop. Why? You know, like the, like the button isn't actually like a button. It's just like a a prop button stuck right. onto I the mean, shirt. I mean, that makes more sense, though, than a, a bunch of highlighters. Yeah, because oh, I feel like in America, the equivalent would be like when you have a pocket on your shirt and like a little animated cat is coming out of it, you know? Oh, right, yeah. But that's like kind of like that. That's like casual. Fun. Yeah. You don't have a suit. I mean, he also has suits that have like sayings mm-hmm. on the back. Yeah, Rocksteady Dream mm-hmm. Crew. I don't know. Well, <sighs> you know, Richie Rich is very disappointed, but he tell he gives Secretary Kim some dating advice, and it's actually very nice. And he leaves them to enjoy the meal together, which I think is very sweet of him, uncharacteristically sweet, might I say. Um, yeah. And he immediately goes outside of Grunge Princess's apartment. <laughs> so creepy. She's ignoring her his calls, and he sees her take the battery out. He's like pissed, and he confronts her, and he blames her for their relationship and making him act crazy. Which is like, nah, dude, this is your thing not her thing and then he ends saying that he will be the little mermaid if she won't and like what does that mean oh man i the 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 metaphor wasn't clear enough to begin with (laughs) so the the fact that they keep bringing it back is i'm like you're trying to hammer home a point that no one is we don't have again we're lacking the context to understand yeah it's like richie rich is so confused it's like a dude uh approaching a girl at a bar and he's like, hey, you know, want to grab a drink? And then the girl's like, no, no, thanks. And then the guy's like, okay, how about breakfast then or coffee? It's like, yeah. you're missing the whole point, my friend. Yeah, yeah. How about I follow you home? How about I drive very slowly behind you in my car like yeah, a yeah. crazy You want to be the mermaid? Fine. I'll be the mermaid. It's like, what? What? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, like the only thing that I can think of is like, so in The Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. The The Little Mermaid uh, sacrifices uh, her voice to be able to walk on land. Mm. And that's when she and Prince Eric fall in love, right? It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen this. Oh, um, but it's like, that's what I remember. So maybe Richie is saying, fine, if you're not going to be the one to make the sacrifice, I'll be the one to make the sacrifice. Uh, like maybe he's saying he'll sacrifice his world and his lifestyle because that's kind of what Ariel does, right? By leaving yeah, the sea. I, yeah. No, I don't ho- know. That's the only thing that I can think of. Hold on. Um, so the Little Mermaid has a Disney version, but then is there a, a, like a like a older folklore version to oh, this? Oh, right. So like same a- with like Alice in Wonderland. Is there like, are we... What's that called? The, Grimm's, the, Grimm's Fairy Tales? Yeah, something like that. Anderson? Hans, Krish, Hans Christian Anderson, maybe? Aesop? Rocky? Aesop, no, okay. Aesop Rocky. James Joyce, um, perhaps? We'll have to do more research <laughs> yeah. on this. We need to do some reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, we shouldn't have to be doing this much extensive research and reading in order to understand... Uh, what should have been show. communicated very clearly. Yes, Communicate! to us yes please and i just also i also want to go back really quick and make a point that uh somebody who's doing some over communicating is richie 
when they're at that dinner um, that like badly set up double date. Mm-hmm. He's like revealing all this stuff that he knows about Ah Young, oh, and yeah. I'm like, why are you saying all oh, of this? Yeah, because like, because he, he lived with her briefly, hypothetically, yeah. right? And he's like saying all this also in front of like Chairman Kim, and I was like, are you trying to? Or Secretary Kim and I was like, are you trying to like sabotage their relationship yeah. or are you just trying to like exhibit like or, or are you trying to like exercise like psychological warfare against Ah Young? Like it's extremely unfair. Yeah. This was like the writer's weird way of inserting yet another uh, entry into the race for who's going to find out about mm-hmm. the secret garden. I definitely don't first. think it's Ah Young. I definitely <laughs> no. don't think it's her. She's still in Richie Loves Me land. She's not coming out yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, Young's the yeah. hundred to one odds. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's probably like, wow, he knows all this stuff about me. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I guess he must have asked Grunge Princess all these things about me. Like, and they're just my... friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Very, oh, very odd. Sorry God. to take it back. No, there. no, no. That was, yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> thank you for communicating that. Thank you for communicating. Hey, thank you guys for allowing me to communicate and for communicating that you appreciate my mm. communication. No, you know, if there's anything I've learned from this episode, it's about just how how much more can get solved if you just communicate. Mm. Thank you for communicating that. Thank you for communicating your thanks. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> and yet right. we have no more answers. Yes. None. No. I mean, at this point, do we ever expect answers? We're, no. 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 I'm just going to be really upset if we come to episode 20 and they decide finally in the second half of episode 20 to just tie up all the loose ends. <laughs> I would find it. I, I would have to find it, quite frankly, very impressive because there are simply so many loose ends. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, one hour. You can't do that. No, it is at like a magic point, trick. They, I would like to see actually. Yeah. At this point, they would have to start next episode to start to tie up every single loose. end. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're over the hump now. We're over the mm-hmm. hump. It's We're all over downhill, the smooth coasting now, right? Yes. You would but think. I'm, I'm wondering, because this is a conversation that we had before we started recording, I'm wondering, Steve, if, because you mentioned that a lot of Korean dramas, they they write some episodes and then they kind of see what the what the response is mm-hmm. and then they, they keep writing based on the response. So I'm wondering if some of these loose ends were never going to see tied mm-hmm. up because they're responding to other uh other feedback Hmm. i wish i knew Mm. i might i might do some uh outside research on this but it does feel like right now it's kind of like they're uh, doing a little of a jazz improvisation a little bit Mm -hmm. dancing (laughs) dancing on the toes going on yeah yeah oh man I don't even know what to say anymore. We have nothing to say. We're out of communication. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're out. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Let's communicate more in episode 12. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. And communicate more in your own lives, Mm -hmm. too. Yes, please. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) That means goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod, and if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. 
a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.